Hello and welcome to Lore Watch, a roundtable freeform discussion about lore in the world of Warcraft and maybe other games at some point. Not this week, though. Um, I'm Ann Stickney, one of two lore-focused writers from Blizzard Watch, and I've got both of my wonderful co-hosts here with me today. First up, of course, we've got the other Know Your Lore columnist, Matt Rossi. Say hi, Rossi. Hi. Do I still exist? Oh, thank God I'm still here. We're having some fun Skype things today. so Skype's updates are magnificent. They're beautiful. So we've also got our other co-host with us today. He's also knowledgeable about lore. It's Joe Perez. Hey, Joe. Well, hello. And yes, the, uh, the Skype gods are being fickle today. It's okay. We'll just cross our fingers and, and light some incense or something around here. We'll keep everything working. So this week we're going to actually... Uh, well, okay... Last last time we recorded the show, we talked a lot about the various artifact lore that was revealed with the whole reveal of Legion post-BlizzCon. So much stuff to talk about, right? One of the things that continually popped up throughout that artifact conversation was the Old Gods. Um, and we know that they're going to play some kind of part in Legion as far as that goes, because we've got the resurgence of the nightmare as Shara is going to be some kind of factor one way or another we don't know what exactly and considering the fact that we've got titan stuff coming in it's pretty safe to say that we're going to have old gods kind of slipped into that so we're going to talk about old gods day why not rossi go oh um man put me on the spot uh i was just <laughs> Ultimately, you know, the thing about the old gods in WoW, at least, is that they kind of, they sort of perform the ultimate spoiler role in that they don't, you know, they, they're obviously not big on the whole Titans and the Titan creation of the of the world of Azeroth, but they don't really like the Legion either, but they're really, really fond of using the Legion to their own advantage. Like, we were talking before the show about the War of the Ancients, and one of the things that we see in the War of the Ancients is that when Sargeras is trying to come through the portal and step bodily onto Azeroth, the old gods were the ones who were like all set to grab that portal the second it got fully created and use it to get themselves free. Cause they're, there's, they're currently, I think three or four of them stuck inside Azeroth itself. Maybe mm. even more, maybe more that we yeah. don't know about Joe, yeah. just for people who might not be fully aware, can you give us a brief rundown on what exactly the old gods are? So, that's a complicated question, but I'll try to streamline the answer. Um, they're referred Great to summary. by many, many names, but they are creatures of the Void that found their way to Azeroth after it was initially seeded by the Titans, uh, and then decided to turn it into their own personal playground, where they took the elementals that were supposed to be doing good stuff, and took them as their personal armies, and just started waging war all across Azeroth. Uh, they are also credited with the creation of the uh, Curse of Flesh, uh, which we've talked about in the past, so there's, there's ties there. Uh, and they've also been at least partially credited in the stories or myths of taking down at least one titan on Azeroth. At least that's what the story says. Basically, they're up to no good. Um, yeah, the Prophecy of Cthulhu in particular, which is one of those messed up things because it's been in the game forever. Yeah. Uh, when, when when Warcraft itself came out, when the World of Warcraft, the game came out, uh, the Prophecy of Cthulhu was, was out there right around the time that they released AQ. And it basically talks about, you know, at, at one point in the southern part of, I guess it would have been before the Sundering, so it would have been the southern part of then Kalimdor. Yeah. 
there would have there was a, a confrontation between a titan and a god and it doesn't say what happened to the god but it says that the titan fell and so at some point a titan fell in battle with a god we don't know what they meant by a with titan an old fell god. Yeah, with an old god my apology they keep leaving old out so there's a lot of you know we we've known a lot of stuff has been revealed since the thing about the old gods is they've they've shown up in pretty much Every expansion, including BC, although in BC it was very minor. But it but was since, still, they had kind of a role there. And what yeah. was stated about the old gods in the Crusade, that was kind of important. Yeah. And since then, they've basically had a presence in every expansion. But we've never, the closest we got to a full-on old gods expansion was Cataclysm. Cause yeah. it was Closest, it was, yeah. It was really about Deathwing, but Deathwing was basically taking orders from the old gods back then. So He was their dragony puppet. But since then, they've just been kind of a they've you know in in mists they were just kind of a background. They it was their fault that bad things were happening, but they weren't directly involved. That actually kind of seems to be their mo is making puppets. Deathwing was kind of well, I wouldn't call him the first. You could almost argue that the elemental lords were the first puppets of the old gods on Azeroth, anyway. And then Deathwing came later. He was corrupted by the whispers of the old gods, and that's when he change from Neltharion to Deathwing. They sort of turned him against his own kind and turned him against Azeroth itself. Um, but ever since then, it seems like everybody we run across, anybody who's been touched by an old god or is serving an old god, it they don't lash out directly themselves. They take control of other things and make those things do it on their behalf because they're or, imprisoned. Yeah, even the case of Mists, though, it actually goes beyond that. Mm -hmm. It's actually not even the old gods doing anything. It's just they're so horrible that their legacy has lasted for 10,000 years and is still affecting the world. Well, it's I like, mean, let's also not discredit the fact that the Shah were born from an old god. Yeah, exactly. It was like the point. last dying breath of an old god. Yeah. But it's, that's my point, though. The Shah are, like, doing stuff, and the heart of Yashar is, is doing stuff. And I can't pronounce Yashar's to save my life, so hopefully that's Yashiraj. how you pronounce it. Yeah, but <laughs> all that stuff is acting, but it's not like the old gods are just there. It's it's one of the purest examples. Like Mists of Pandaria goes a long way towards the purest examples of what Lovecraft did at his best, and that stuff is happening, but it's not planned. It's a malignant it's just, entity. Yeah, it's just happening because these things are that horrible. Uh, they're that inimical to life and how we go about it that these the events transpire. And it's it's one of those situations that I mean we haven't really seen much of them in Warlords. There's been like hints and and like little clues and so forth, but we yeah. haven't actually seen them. They haven't really. I think Warlords has been the old god, most old god free expansion we've ever had. But yeah, I'm yeah. gonna interrupt here. Did you guys read the tinfoil hat that I wrote last week? I will admit I'm a little bit behind on my reading. Okay, I Did read you... it because it was related to the to the uh, the Shadow Priest revelations. Okay, yeah. so the premise that I was going with with this particular tinfoil hat, and if you haven't read it on the website, you should go read it for listeners that are paying attention here. Um, the premise that I was going with was the fact that we've got different schools of magic that are really prevalent, and particularly with the artifact weapons, priests are getting kind of a revamp. Shadow priests in particular are getting kind of a revamp where it's revealed that shadow powers, it's not... It's not shadow magic, it's void magic. And that void magic is tied to the old gods. Well, that seemed a little odd to me because every evidence that we've had of void magic on Draenor has been because of a darkened Naru. 
it was a Naru that had entered that void cycle. So what I proposed in that tinfoil hat, Joe, was that the old gods themselves are darkened Naru that were hit by the curse of flesh. Which, I mean, it's an interesting thought, too, because nobody knows where the old gods come from. and We've got we just no know, clue we, we about don't. their origin. And just we because, just know void, yeah. Well, and just because it says, well, these guys were the originators of the curse of flesh. Well, maybe they weren't the originators. Maybe they weren't the things that created that. Maybe, maybe they were zero. just carriers of it, you know? Well, if there's a weird thing about that, Deathwing could revert the curse of flesh. And he gave that ability to one of Alakir's servants. The Tolvir. Yeah, when he he used his ability to undo the Curse of Flesh on Tolvir, who were serving him, reverting them back to stone. Um, yeah. We, now, you could argue that he got that from the Old Gods, but what if the Old Gods picked him because as an aspect, he's imbued with power by the Titans? Well, and it makes sense, too, because if you look at who he, who he served, uh, Cor- God, I can never pronounce his name. Asgoroth? Asgoroth, yeah. It, it, he was he gave him dominion over the deep places. What were the races of stone crafted from the deep places? They were crafted from that. So if you have an aspect who has dominion over that, combine that with the corruption of the old gods, all of a sudden you have a big player that can play both sides of the field and has insight into that that sort of mechanic, has insight into that creation. So maybe he didn't necessarily reverse the curse of flesh. Maybe he just reordered the matter that was there in the same way that the Titans did in the well, first place. The other thing about that, though, is if you think about it, the Mogu learned how to reverse engineer the curse of flesh by studying Titan relic. Here's my not question. By, not by studying old god anything. Right. And Rodan, oh, go ahead, Ann. Sorry. Okay, so the Titans fashioned the original dwarves and the Titan Watchers and all those other things from the Earth of Azeroth, correct? Mm-hmm. Places. But that's where the old... What if... What if the old that malaise of the old gods was actually it had already been imbued, absorbed, what have you, by the very materials that the Titans then used to create their creations? Well, and, and the, you like raise the, an like the actual point material there that they were using was flawed from from the outset. Well, you have to also consider that we actually don't know the timing between the old gods approaching essentially Azeroth seedling, I guess we'll oh, call it. God, I hope they clear this up in Chronicle. I really I hope really, so. But I we don't know. Hammer we, down don't that know timeline. <laughs> we don't know how long it was when they got there to how long it was till the Titans came back. And in that time frame, you are absolutely right. If they carried with them a contagion, if they carried with them uh, something that was just that infectious, which, I mean, for all accounts and all intents and purposes yeah it pretty much is we've seen it we've seen the effects of it then to the very core of azeroth to the very core of the materials that comprise the planet that we are defending across the multiverse time space and everywhere else is inherently flawed as a result of this it it is potentially just so corrupted that it might as well just be considered an old god so the other half of that tinfoil hat was a little more lulu and out there but one of the things that has always fascinated me has been the Naru and the origins of the Naru and the reason why the Naru are so indifferent to particular aspects of the cosmos, like aspects that you'd think they'd have some kind of vested interest in. They're very dead set against the Burning Legion, but they don't seem to care or note the old gods as being particularly noteworthy. And they don't seem to care or even recognize the fact that the titans exist as anything noteworthy 
Like they've never given it any mention. Their whole focus has been on the Burning Legion and wiping out the Burning Legion. And since the Burning Legion is headed by a dark titan, it's like, well, you would think that they would have some kind of interest in this titan technology or, or that they would care that there's something rotting out Azeroth from within, weakening it so that it can't successfully defeat the Burning Legion. You'd think that they'd have some sort of interest in that. And that's kind of where this theory came from to begin with, where the old gods, because the old gods are Naru, essentially, Naru that were afflicted with the curse of flesh, the Naru don't even recognize them as being outside of the cycle. It's just another version of the dark cycle. And they figure that they'll come around eventually. One of the things that I've always wondered is what the Naru are exactly. And we got kind of a clue with the Holy Priest weapon where it said, as beings of the Holy Light, or as beings of light, that could mean one of two things. It could mean that they're beings that are champions of this light and all of that, or it could mean that these are beings, these are somehow incorporeal beings that are composed of the light itself. They're just light. They're light-given form. That's what they are. If And, and to me, I always had this theory in my head that, that the Naru were maybe titan paladins, that had mastered the light to the point where they kind of ascended that corporeal form and became the light themselves. What if it's the other way around? What if the Titans are Naru, light Naru, that were hit with the Curse of Flesh? Oh, that would certainly change things. Joe, did I break you? (laughs) No, I'm considering it. Like, (laughs) because I mean, we, we, and, and this is one of the interesting things that it just kind of spun through my head. The Curse of Flesh isn't necessarily instant evil making we've seen that i mean we are results of the curse of flesh in many of these cases where the heroes of azeroth are just it's just a thing it's just a reordering of matter so if you consider it from just a primal force standpoint sure that theoretically could be a thing see here's the thing why i the only reason that i'm not jumping on 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 this idea Mm -hmm. because again goes back to to of all places Aldamon. right when you access the discs of Morganon in Aldamon. They talk about matrix destabilization, which is what they call the process by which the earthen became trolls, not trolls, uh, trogs and dwarves. It's another word for the curse of flesh. And they don't seem even remotely like if the Titans were hit by this thing, it it wouldn't be part of their processing where it seems to be entirely – the curse of flesh doesn't seem to be a curse of anything. They don't seem seem to view it – let me get through. Okay, get through. They don't seem to view it as something imposed. It's something they designed. They designed the Earthen to do this. Once they were done, here's the thing. Azeroth and the creations on Azeroth are unusual. They didn't. They don't use rock for, for you know, on every planet. They even say this. They're like, this planet's required hardier, you know, creations. So we used the materials of the of the deep Earth because of the nece- the necessary um, shaping of this planet required it. They usually use biomatter, and they said this. And they said that, you know, the process, you know, that's the thing that keeps getting me about the Curse of Flesh is the Curse of Flesh doesn't seem to have anything to do with the old gods, but it does seem to have a lot to do with the Titan. It seems to be part and parcel of their creation process. So I could buy the, the, the Naru getting hit by the Curse of Flesh and affected by it. I don't think the Titans were because I think the Titans made it. It, it seems to be a Titan creation. Not well, it, so. We go back to the, at least to me, the analogy of the hardware software thing. So if you, by that analogy or, or by your line of thinking, then it's already something that was created. It's already something that was there. 
sure, then it's some maybe it's just something that got activated, or maybe there's a catalyst that activated it out of turn. I don't know. It's one of those weird things. I mean, the the problem we have seriously is that the Nauru, we've got nothing on them. Mm-hmm. As like Anne pointed out, like and think she's right it's there. Big blank slate. Now, hear me out. What if the Titans are Naru, just to, except this is a possibility for the moment, Naru that have been afflicted by the curse of flesh, but they don't know. Like they don't, they don't know that they are. They don't know that they're carriers of this thing. So they go through trying to put order to the universe and, and you know, set planets to right and this, set the other. The old gods come along, try and undo it because that's part of the cycle. It's order chaos, right? It's dark. It's light void. Order chaos. It's all part of the same cycle. And Sargeras was the one that figured it out. And that's what drove him a little bit crazy. And that's what he's trying to do is break that cycle. He saw that cycle for what it was and said, wait a minute, where this, this makes no sense, what we're doing. This makes no sense at all. We're just playing out the same universal scheme that's been playing out over and over and over and over again. And when does it end? It doesn't end. This is eternal. What I'm doing is eternal. Maybe. And it kind of drove him a little booger. Anyway. But I mean, but there's one thing that gets me about that, though, is that the the Naru, not only do they really not necessarily acknowledge the Titans, they also don't acknowledge the old God. It seems that they're they're, they're essentially fixated on the Legion. my My thing isn't that they don't acknowledge them. My thing is that they're smaller than them. Well, that's true. The Naru, the Naru are, are simply not nearly as powerful as either the Titans or the old gods and really, really much less powerful than the Titans. The Titans are not only more powerful, they're just on a much vaster scale. Like if you told me that the entire race of Naru was one Titan that broke up, I might buy it like that. That makes sense to me. The idea that or like maybe say a whole bunch of Naru came together and became the a Titan. What, of the first Titan. What if yeah. that kind of thing I could buy But the Titan, the Naru themselves are, are like very personal and chatty, like well, very chatty. You know what? Here, here's here's another thing. The Titans have created and we've seen this. We, we've seen. Oh, wait, this. I'm just going to point out we are oh. really we've, we've gone off the rails. We've gone off the mention. rails here. And really, on, well, I'm, I'm, no, no, I I'm bringing it back. I'm bringing it back. Hold okay, on. Bring it back. <laughs> Reel us back into old guy. So what if. OK, let, let's take into the fact that we, we know that the Titans have created watchers of and let's just say time. Let's let's take the, the multiverse thing out of it. And let's say that, you know, the, the bronze dragon flight was specifically created as custodians of time. And we know right. that they have dominion over that. What if the Nauru were creation of the Titans, not programmed with any knowledge or or, or anything else or, or sort of acknowledgement of the Titans or the old gods? Because we've seen multiple times that the old gods are. Uh, sort of, they've been described as more powerful than the Titans. They're not concerned with them. They're not really concerned with anything. But what if they were created as, (laughs) what if they, but what if they are created as custodians of light, cleaning up the mess of the void that is basically the trail that is left behind by the old gods? What if, wait a minute, wait a minute. So like universal janitors? Universal, universal janitors almost. Hold on, hold on, hold on. The old gods aren't necessarily of the, of the void. You know, do you remember the original, um, oh man, tri- the Tribunal of Ages? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The uh, Titan Titan repository calls the old gods necrophotic symbiotes. Necrophotic is a made up word, but it, what it's made of is two Greek words, necro, yes. dead, and photic, light. Dead, light, void. Yeah. What if they eat 
void. Ooh. And what is eating void exactly? When the, when the Naru go into their dark cycle, they become creatures of void. They're not. And then it circles around. What if the reason that the, the, the Naru and the old gods don't have any relationship as such is that they are symbiotic? Not necessarily the same race. But they but, feed off each other in, a, they in a weird cyclical way. Well, I mean, if, if, if the Naru are made of void, if they're made of it, and we've seen void gods, we've seen void lords, we know that the evolved void god, void lord form is very similar to a void being, like the, like Dementius, the old, old devourer, and, yeah. and the, void, the void things that we summon as warlocks. Those are like smaller versions. What if those are baby Naru? Oh, God. So what if there's this whole range up and down of, of Naru beings who cycle through this light and dark phase and in so doing feed these symbiotes? Maybe they're, they're, they're called symbiotes and then they're called parasites. Let's think of them as parasites. What if the, their existence allows these parasites to bloom and feed, but the parasites aren't anything like them because why would they be? I mean, if you look at parasites that feed on living things now, a remora isn't a shark. A tick isn't a zeer. My but only, my only issue with that, and and again, it all comes down to like connections, because they're drawing some very deliberate connections with the artifact weapons, where they're talking about the light, and then they're talking about the void, and and how they refer to the light on Azeroth has never really been actually connected to the Naru in any way. You but it's the same this? thing. You know what it I mean? is. But you know what weapon might explain this. And it's but. the one we've been ignoring because we think we know it so well. Ashbringer. Ashbringer. <gasps> because it that's was a the void one... crystal, and they fed it light, it... and it turned into a light crystal. Yeah. What if the, I think that that really <gasps> has? And there's there's the other crystals from like you know there's the one, and this goes back to the origins of the Naru. The the crystal. The, the oh man, I can't remember their bloody names. Uh, like Leaf Shadow and all those. The Akamal crystals. Yeah, the Akamai. They they originally found those on. Uh, Argus. What if the Naru are from Argus? Because we know that the the Dren- the Drenai are only the most recent civilization that lived on Argus, and that it saw many civilizations. It saw many Drenai civilizations, and before them, it saw many civilizations. And we don't know anything about the the distant past of Argus. What if what if we're basically looking in the wrong place? Like maybe Argus is the key to where these things come from. Since uh, the crystal was for on a great August. next expansion. Yeah, well, I've always, you know, I, I keep telling the joke that next expansion is Rage of Argus, and people are starting to believe me. And it's like, no, no, <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding. It's not actually. I no one has told me anything. But if you think about it, if you have the old gods as these symbiotes, what if the reason that they're so titanic and powerful and scary on Azeroth is because they've been feeding without anything? If you don't have the Draenei aren't going light dark here. I mean, the art, the the Naru aren't going light dark on Azeroth until recently because they're not here. Where did we they just go? Know, well, that they maybe they've never been here. Maybe they just got here. But right? the only one we know about on this planet is the one that crashed with with the Exodar. That's the only Naru on the entirety of Azeroth, unless there's one orbiting in the sky. Well, isn't there also the quest where the Naru show up to to take the uh, in Northrend in Wrath, yeah, where they take Britain the soul? Yeah. That was, that, was, that was after the Draenei crash landed, so Adol and, and the others showed up. Yeah. Maybe, that's, maybe that's why he never came here before. And there's, Right now, we have a, a Draenei living in the Sunwell. I'm not, I keep saying Draenei, I mean Naru. We have a Naru living in the Sunwell, uh, regenerating himself, Naru, and at yeah. the same time feeding the, all the Blood Elves, so he's cured their magic addiction. They're, they're drawing on the light 
out of him instead of just drawing on any old and magic. It's that symbiotic relationship again. You've got him doing that. You've got um, I can't remember the name of the one inside uh, the Exodar. Oros. 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 Yeah. Oros is in in the Exodar doing pretty much the same kind of deal for the Draenei, except in a more you know in a gentler way. Like they just come and talk to him, and he's like, "I will shine on you." And I'm a big wind chime. And and then when they got here, suddenly Adal could come to this planet. And we know Adal is the is the big big badass of the of these guys. He is the really he's the big deal. Um, but any of them can turn into like a, a powerful void god. We've seen how how dangerous those things are. The, the what if that whole process without them there? That's why old gods get like they get. Because which they, would which would also potentially explain why the old gods came here in the first place and sort of settled in. So, like, if there's no opposition, if there's nothing sort of eating their power, I could I could buy into that. See, my only problem with that is that, once again, we have this whole well, connection going on where Venaru are creatures that taught the Draenei how to work light magic. Which and then, then we have Azeroth and, and light magic, which was learned by Tyr, who was a Titanic watcher. So, mm-hmm. where did he get it from? Was it a Titan thing? Was it a Naru thing? Norshen has it as well. Right. Was it a Norshen Norshen uses it against a Shaw creature. Right. So was it who is was a it creation a, of an old god? Was it a Titan thing? Was it a Naru thing? And maybe it transcends them both. Maybe the here's the other thing. The void doesn't the void magic doesn't seem to me, and based on everything they've said, the void magic isn't created by the old gods. They're just using it. Like there's, a, there's even a thing when um Chogal gets it in the Grand, yeah. he starts talking how the master is coming through the void. And he never says the void is this master's creation. He just says he's coming through the void. What if, if you're talking about the, the, the Naru having light and dark cycles, what happens if a, if a Naru hits void cycle and just keeps going? Because we've seen that they grow. They don't stay little void things. No, yeah. they get absolutely monstrous in size. What if they keep going? Like, I mean, what if you get what if you get like an Adal version voided out? Even the all devouring who destroyed the planet. What was it? Oh, Karesh. Yeah. See, now he's he he wasn't crazy like the old gods, but he was a planet eater. Yeah. If you're an old god, you don't want the planet eaten. No, you just want to play on it. So <laughs> there's like all this weird like it feels like there's this entire cosmology of like light and dark which completely opposes order and chaos. And each of these entities plays around on the spectrum. Like Naru feel like beings of pure light mm-hmm. void, void entities like, like, like the void gods feel like beings of pure dark, pure void. Then you have the Titans who are up in total pure order and the old gods in pure chaos. But the, the old, at some point, are we going to see an old God who can use the light? Oh man. On a cosmic scale, I mean, it's it makes maybe an old god that can use yeah. the light is a titan. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> or maybe it's somebody that straddles the line between it. Like if you look at it, like the four points of a compass, like they're all hard balances to each other. Because I mean, we've been talking about that with titans and essentially legion and 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 that whole too. thing for a while. You you mentioned too. It's it's interesting. Anne pointed out that the Naru don't seem to care much for the Titans or talk about them. Oh. The Titans Titans leave all this stuff behind and never once do they mention talking wind chime people. Mm-hmm. No, 
Do the, do the Titans not know about the Naru? That seems weird because the Naru seem it's to be the same big, big, magic. It's the light. Yeah. It's the same. There, well, there's an we implied don't, connection there. There's an implied connection, but nothing nothing expressly says that it's the exact same harnessing of the no. light. It's entirely possible that the Titans accidentally stumbled upon this primal source of energy. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> you get a shot. You get a shot if you kill an old god. Right. Mm-hmm. A Titan fell. Maybe the if you kill a Titan, maybe he splits open into a bunch of Naru. But well, but if the Naru, if, if the Titan supposedly fell on Azeroth, why wouldn't there have been any Naru in the Naru? As a result of that, why was there any Naru there? Left. We've got the light. There here. was Anshi, and there was a loon. <laughs> <laughs> well, you knew she was going there. Of course she was. But no, seriously though, think about it. Like, what if that is the result? If you you can't kill you know you can't kill an old god because they just corrupt everything with their their foul touch and you get the Shah who are clearly void related. I mean those things are just oozing with darkness. What if that's the opposite? And that's why the, that that's why the Naru have the word Shah. The Draenei have the word Shah in their language. It means light, Shatar. That's why because it's the 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 Naru are Shah. They're just opposite Shah. Does that mean you could get a good Shah? I think we've just gone completely off the rails at this point. A little bit. So gone off the rails, well, like the completely fun. gone off the rails. But if you um, had that, if if Draenei, if if Titans die and they become become Naru, and old gods die and they become Shah, and and Naru can turn into dark forms and basically become void gods, like and it's it comes around to the old order versus chaos, light versus darkness thing. We purified a Shah and we did it with the light. Hmm. So there's like. Yeesh, I don't even know. <laughs> we've got. I think we broke ourselves. Yeah, we've gotten so squirreled and turned around in circles. Let's just go back. Let's just go back to the old gods and let's let's talk about them because they're ridiculously intelligent. Yes. There is every indication that they are way more clever, way more devious, way more everything than anyone would guess from a giant squiggling tentacle monster covered in mouths. Well, it's like, I mean, doesn't it always feel like a Xanatos gambit with them? A little bit. A little like bit. Kill, like, we've killed, we killed um, Cthune, and it doesn't seem to have slowed him down any at all. No. Like, Cthune yeah, is well, still... Well, you can argue we didn't really kill Cthune. Maybe we killed, like, one little piece of Cthune. I don't know. A lootable feels... chunk. Well, wasn't, wasn't Cthune referred to... Um, there was a quest item that you were supposed to bring I, I can't remember it but it was something you found and you brought it to the night elves of all people because you brought it to to them on calendar but there was a talk about C- the Cthune was just an avatar it was an avatar of an old god of, of basically of the old god Cthune it wasn't actually the old god that it was given manifest by its worshipers by the it was given form by its worshipers so we for all we know you know, we've we've quote unquote killed Cthune and we've we've killed uh, Mr. Many Mouths. And, yeah, I know. Yeah, uh, we've killed Yoggles, and uh, maybe we haven't actually killed them. We've just taken out the Avatar Sword, which we've done how many times at this point? Hell, we've killed the Avatar of Sargeras. We had, didn't actually kill Sargeras, but Adrian the Avatar, did it, yeah, yeah, but she destroyed the avatar so it's it's not an unprecedented thing so what if these what if we haven't actually seen a real old god what if we've only seen their avatar i think even if they uh, even if it's not an avatar i think it's very unlikely that they actually die as such like it's funny though because the titan seems to have managed it against um yasharaj i can never say that name yes yasharaj you said it right 
Yeah, but like I, my brain immediately rejects it. Like, nope, that's wrong. <laughs> but we, the Titans apparently killed him and only made things worse. Right, which so, also so which makes me wonder, like, was that part of the plan? Like, did the, did the old god have every time an old god has died? Has that actually been part of the plan? It really seems to be the case for Cthulhu that as soon as Cthulhu died, it was like, great, now I can just operate, you know, more, I can operate more openly because nobody's bothering me anymore. And immediately Shogal shows up and starts doing Cthulhu's bidding. Because when you fight Shogal in Bastion, he's talking about Cthulhu. Oh, absolutely. Well, in mm-hmm. Warcraft comics, he was in on Karaj. Oh, yeah. yeah. But then th- that also begs the question, then, if we've if we've killed Cthulhu and we've killed, you know, Yogg, where are the Shah from them? Where where are those those manifestations? of <laughs> We are. <laughs> well, you know, Yog, for, Yog seems absolutely thrilled that we're even trying to kill it. Yeah. Like, you know, strike with all your anger and your hatred. I sound like the Emperor Palpatine. Come on, let's go. I, I am the let's floating winged. I am the winged female version of Emperor Palpatine. Now kill me already. Well, and I mean, and then and then thinking of the Shah, the Shah are capable of infecting living creatures, right? Yeah. So well, maybe they, and they even did it to Terran Zoo, like directly. So maybe maybe there is something like Maybe Cthulhu and maybe uh, Yogg are are Go actually ahead, kill dead. Me just spread the infection first. Yeah, that's fantastic. They just take I love that. Further, yeah, maybe maybe that's what happened. But I mean, well, anyway, we should probably at least mention these guys by name. We've got Cthulhu, the first old god that we ever like saw playing World of Warcraft. Yeah. He was the the end boss of Ankaraj. Um, the next one that we saw was was Yogg Saron. Um, we we saw Yogg Saron in in Old War and 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 again was the end boss. Since then, we've not actually seen another one. Uh, we had mentions of Nazoth, and we fought his minions in Cataclysm. Yeah. Uh, I think he sent two faceless one generals to fight us, and he yeah. sent a whole bunch of tentacle monsters. So that was that was in Cataclysm. So we know Nazoth exists, and, and supposedly Nazoth is related to the Nightmare. So we might see more of Nazoth coming up. And Nazoth might be related to what happened with uh, Ashara for that. He might be the old god that picked her. But we don't know much about Yazoth, Nazoth, just that Nazoth exists. Finally, there's Yesharaj, and I'm going to keep stumbling on that one, <laughs> um, who we've, we've fought its heart. It's supposedly dead. It was the, the one Shars. that was supposedly slain by the Titans or their Mogu, one or the other. Yeah. We should also mention, actually, that there's been a slight change in, in terms of lore and that we now know that it was Raden who created the elemental planes. That the, the elements were banished to, and that's and kind of fascinating. That implies that the Titans may not have been here that long. It they implies have... that maybe the Titans weren't the ones fighting that war in the first place. Yeah, just their their servitors. They may have just activated automated. Because the thing is, we know that the Titans love to set up automatic defenses and automatic processes. Yeah. <laughs> well, and and the whole um, I, I don't know. I my every time I keep looking at this, I keep wondering was Loken the first prime designate. I really you you mentioned before the the Warcraft uh, the Warcraft um, Chronicles is coming out yeah and I want that to come out because I want to know is was Loken the first prime designate because if Raden was trusted and powerful enough to make the elemental planes why wasn't he prime designate good question and then we have Odin who's sitting around in in on the Broken Isles Maybe who's apparently were regional involved. prime designates or something well they, they they seem to imply that the world had one prime designate and I, i'm bringing loken up because he worked for yogsaron yogsaron corrupted him. yeah and i find myself wondering was it yogsaron's plan to get loken killed in order to bring algalon here or was it loken's plan well 
Hmm. You wouldn't think Lo- that it'd be Yog Saron's plan, though, because if Al- Algalon comes into, it means that the well, planet would be reoriginated. Well, no, but we've already we've already had it established multiple times that the the old gods don't care about the Titans. Oh, but the planet would be reoriginated, and Nizoth had already corrupted the Emerald Dream, the template from which theoretically which the planet already, would be yeah. originated. So it would be recreated if it if the let's let's say it's an automated defense. Let's go with that, right? Let's say that that Algalon would have triggered an automatic system restore of the world. And it goes back to that master template. It goes back and it looks into the Emerald dream. It looks into its backup and it just pulls that data. It's just set to automatically do it. It doesn't verify. It doesn't validate. It doesn't look for that. And all of a sudden the world is completely reordered in the vision of the old gods. It is turned into their perfect playground, their perfect vision of what they wanted because of all that corruption taking root, and because they've rewritten the master template. Oh, that's yeah. creepy. Plus, we so, know they don't die. You know, if mm-hmm. they if they don't die, even when a titan tries to kill them, maybe they're pretty confident that they can survive reorigination. Maybe they know for a fact. Maybe maybe they have infected everything so much, and they know they have. Because if you look at it, there there are ancient text for basically any of the races of Azeroth. Uh, Torin have one when you go to the uh, the I believe it's the Vision Caverns. Uh, there's there's scrolls that you can read down there that talk about uh, the whisperings from the very dawn of their existence. Like the people like their people heard the whisperings. There's talk about that in pretty much every race. So if they the old gods were, let's say, weaker back then uh, before any wars or before anything like that, that or they were just recently defeated and imprisoned, yet they still were able to reach out to pretty much every sentient creature on Azeroth. Sometimes taking hold, sometimes not. But that belies the fact that they've spread throughout the entire sort of matrix of existence of the planet. I bet you they guarantee that, you know, you reorder it, they just come back stronger or they just take new bodies or... Or for that matter, it might be, the, you know, they were willing to blow Azeroth off entirely with the portal Sargeras was making... Mm-hmm. To get out, they might not even be caring. Or like you know, they might not even be looking to to create a new Azeroth because it will give them a playground. They, they might just want to blow it up. Yeah, just blow it up. Go ahead. We'll live through it, and then we'll be out. Because <laughs> and then we, we could just go infect other planets. That'd mm-hmm. be great. Ian mentioned BC, and in BC, Harbinger Skyrus and the Architraz, who is by the way imprisoned by the Naru. Yeah. So that's the case of the Naru. There's another. Imprisoning. Yeah. Naru directly imprisoning an old god servant. When he gets out, the first thing he says is no force in the universe possesses the power to make us bend our knee, not even the mighty legion. We are numerous, as countless as the stars. So what let's does he mean ahead. by that? Let, let's go ahead and um, reel it back in here just a little bit because we're, we're nearing the end and maybe we should focus on the legion stuff in particular. Let's talk about Nizoth. Nizoth... Theoretically, he lives somewhere underneath Azeroth's oceans. It was implied in Stormrage that that's where this creature that infected the Emerald Dream existed. And I believe it was Metzen at one of the conventions. at BlizzCon 2010. Yeah, one of the BlizzCon. At the lore panel. He said that the old god responsible for the Emerald Nightmare was Nizoth. Um, And that uh, that he might actually be responsible for the Faceless Ones as well. Right, but here's the other thing. Because he's in the ocean, it's possible that this is also the guy that was responsible for the Naga. Oh, Anne, Anne. Mm-hmm. And in the pu- the puzzle box of Yogg-Saron, the, one of the things it says is, at the bottom of the ocean, even light must die. Yeah. And later on, even death may die. Yeah. 
<laughs> also, I would like it. I would like it noted that the puzzle box of Yogg-Saron also had another quote. You gotta talk about Nyalotha. No, I was gonna talk about the. Uh, Have you had the dream again? A black goat with seven eyes that watches from the outside. If you've looked at the character model for uh, Xavius, he's a black goat with seven eyes. Is he? Does he have yeah. seven he's eyes now? Multiple, he's got two big eyes, and he's got a bunch of little ones with one at the top of his forehead. From oh what I no. Oh, dude. Okay. At least from what I at least from what I saw, which I just saw that quote and I'm like, no way. And I went to go look at Davis and I'm like, oh, oh, he's a black goat. That makes sense. Well he's got they don't I don't know if they count his eyes, but he definitely has weird projections going on his forehead. I'm looking at the uh, picture now. And then there's uh, also one of the other things that it says in It also talks about the Drowned God's heart, which we know was the uh we, we can make the assumption is the heart of uh Yashraj. And, uh, okay, under- but 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 wait, hold up. Yeah. Hold up. The giant rook watches from the dead trees. Nothing breathes beneath his shadow. Hmm. Black rookhold. We're working with black rookhold. Okay. And hey. So <laughs> black rookhold's got black rookhold has that map in it too. Yeah. Yeah. The, it has a map, map. of Sundering Kalimdor. Um. Oh, and wow. then there's the void. The void, su- <laughs> the void sucks at your soul. It is content to feast slowly. Tying the uh, old gods back to the void again. There is no sharpness. The real and the unreal. Wow. And in the sunken city, he lays dreaming. So if Nazoth is responsible for the nightmare, and yeah, in the sleeping in the sleeping city of Neolotha, only mad things walk. Only mad things. Neolotha is a city of old, terrible, unnumbered crimes. And finally, in the land of Neolotha, there is only sleep. That's that's really kind of um, interesting, to say the least. So the puzzle box of Yogg-Saron might actually... Seems like it will play into Nizoth to some degree. It, it seems like they kind of took it into consideration while they were working on Legion, or I don't know. Maybe they did. Maybe they didn't. Maybe it's all a giant coincidence, but that's pretty creepy. So yeah, Nizoth, there's every indication that Nizoth was actually the old god that originally transformed Ashara. Um, when at the end of the War of the Ancients... Um, the world splintered, uh, Kalimdor sundered into the continents that we know today, and Ashara's palace sank into the sea. And as it was sinking into the sea, someone decided to speak to Ashara and promise her all the power in the world, and it transformed her and her remaining faithful servants into the Naga. That, which I mean, there are also really a lot of a lot of tentacles and tails, which look like faceless ones to me. Well, and and the thing is, is we've got like this whole, the old gods themselves, when I say they're clever, it, it's like they have this plan that they've been working on all along. They they worked on it with Deathwing. And were the old gods working together? Are they working in concert? Because it seems like each one of them, even though they're individual creepy tentacled things, are all working towards the same purpose and not necessarily working hand in hand with each other, but what Kasum yeah, is doing fight. happens to be happens to help what Yog Saran is doing. What Yog Saran is doing happens to help what Nazoth is doing. And even even Yasharaj, what he's doing is well, I mean, kind of in a way helping the others indirectly because Yasharaj, I mean, that whole mess that happened with the Shah resulted in the Emperor of Pandaria kind of pulling Pandar- Pandaria away. The whole War of the Ancients resulted in the Emperor in Shaohao pulling Pandaria away and enshrouding it in mist so that nobody could get to it. It didn't have any contact with the outside world, and the outside world had no contact with it. So Radan, all his powers, everything else was all isolated. 
Well, and then you, you think about it too, like there there's two things. We don't know necessarily that the quote unquote war between the old gods was actually a war. It could have just been boredom between eternal creatures. Like it's it's kind of a trope. It's kind of one of those things where we've seen it in other things. So they could have just been really bored and be like, hey, this is a great playground. Well, you know what? These things look fun. Let's make them fight. Um, and then there's nothing that says with with the way that they were able to talk to pretty much every living race on Azeroth, who says they couldn't talk to each other? And playing they definitely a cosmic had, game of foosball with each yeah. other. <laughs> or, or maybe once they got in prison, there's nothing to say that they didn't, even if they were legitimately fighting to begin with, they're in prison. There's nothing that says, you know what, we could probably work together and, and figure this out and get out of here and have our way again. But we just need to like kind of work together a little bit. And that's why the puzzle box of Yogg-Saron has things that refer to Nazoth. Like what if everything is like one big cookie that leads to another old god and everything's designed to release them or spring them. Well, you've got Nizoth, who was working with the Emerald Nightmare, which was directly affecting Ysera. You've got Yogg-Saron, who was doing all of his mess up in Northrend, which was also conveniently where Malagos happened to go to. And who knows, Malagos may have been affected by Yogg-Saron more than we actually do. And well, he was do. trying to pull all the ley lines back up to Northrend, which that's a whole lot of power to put somewhere really close to an old god. Yeah, and then you've got Cthune, and Cthune was working whoa, with... Whoa, whoa, wait a minute here. Okay. If Give it to us. If we're talking pre-Sundering... Yes. Cthune is in the south, specifically the south of Kalimdor. So right next to where um, uh, Yasharaj was, they're very close to each other, because Kalimdor and, and Pandaria would have been relatively close. Um, the leyline nexus created when Karazhan was created by that scythe... It's also in the south. It's right next to the, uh, it's like right next to Zulgarab because that's where Karazhan is right next to Zulgarab. It's right there. Right. And, and so if you imagine them all together again, like the map in Blackrock Hold, there's this old god concentration in the south and the ley line nexus right there. Ew. What were they doing? And the thing is, is that we know that there were Titan facilities all over that area. Yeah. Because there's, there's the Titan facilities in Pandaria oh. itself. Then there's the Titan facilities in Kalimdor itself, modern Kalimdor, including two, not just one, but two Petri dishes. There's there's Ungoro Crater and there's the... the, the Sholazar. Yeah, well, no, Sholazar's north. I'm talking the south. Pandaria has one. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So Pandaria's got the Veil of, of Eternal Blossom, which is another supposed Titan facility, Titan Petri dish, Titan testing facility. Then you've got the stuff up north where all the other Titan facilities... And we now know that when they were conjoined, the Broken Isles and, you know, modern day, you know, um, Eastern Kingdoms, especially like what's now Terrasfall and Uldaman would have been together, would have been close to uh, the stuff in Northrend. So Titans ringed the ringed the continent with facilities. Mm. They had facilities in the north and the south and they're where the old gods were. And we know there's something old god going on underneath Terrasfall, and we're going to finally get to see what it was. But we know the, the whole Cthraxi thing. The whole Cthraxi thing. What's Cthraxi? Is Cthrax another old god? Or is it like a servitor of Cthune? Good what is question! It? Okay, so we should probably wrap it up because we're actually reaching the one hour mark here. <laughs> Unfortunately. Yeah. Um, I don't know what we're going to see in Legion. I know we're going to see probably more about Nizoth than we've ever seen before because we are going to be going into the Emerald Nightmare and confronting that directly. Um yeah. And we might we might actually see more about the other old gods as well. There's there's no real way to tell. 
I'm still looking really forward to World of Warcraft Chronicle Volume 1 because there's every indication that we're going to get more information about the old gods. I'm kind of hoping that we'll get more information about the Naru as well and the Titans and whatever crazy connection happens to be connecting them all. Cause I still, I still feel like there has to be some kind of a connection between these guys. I don't know what it is, but we'll figure it out. Um, so yeah, final thoughts, Joe. I am eagerly awaiting origins, like just stories of origin because every harebrained theory we have, every thread that we're pulling on has a root somewhere. And I want to know where that root is. And that's what I'm looking forward to. And I think Legion's going to give us some of those roots. And I think that some of the publications surrounding Legion are going to give us some of those roots. And I cannot wait. I, like, this has made me more excited for that than anything else. Rossi? If Legion is the second part of a three-part thing that they've been talking about doing forever. What's part if, three? <laughs> yeah, what is what follows this? What follows the big Legion invasion? And why do I get the feeling that there's going to be a point? Like, we were talking the other day about this, about possible mm -hmm. endgame. Yeah. Like, with the last boss of this expansion. I'm starting to think it's not going to be a Legion boss at all. Maybe not. No. What if, at the end of this, as the, you know, what happens when you build a huge portal and start laying the Legion through an Azeroth? The old gods take notice. They get very interested suddenly in what you're doing. And the fact that we're hunting down pillars of creation, these Titan relics, that might yeah. also draw their interest as well. And we've also got Ashara, who's kind of an unknown element at this point. We know that she, her influence is going to be there, whether she herself is going to be there or not. We don't know yet. Yeah, she's got Neptalon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a big deal, and it that's hasn't been dealt with at all. Big deal. So, all yeah, right. That that's my that's my thing. Okay, well, Blizzard Watch is made possible due to the generous contributions at patreon.com slash blizzardwatch, and your continued support means that this podcast site and community is able to thrive and grow. Blizzard Watch supporters enjoy exclusive benefits like early access to the podcast, a better chance at having your questions answered on our podcast or the queue, and an ads-free site experience. So we're going to go ahead and wrap it up this time, and then next time, I don't know what we're going to talk about next time. I kind of want to talk about Gilneas and the whole like Ooh, yeah, we history of the humans in general and as as related to the Vrykul because they're really interesting. Uh, we just got a whole bunch more stuff on that. I know, right? If that yeah. interests you guys, maybe we'll go ahead and discuss that next time. But that has been the show. Thanks for listening, everyone, and we will see you next time.